Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Do you have Mike Liveness? Yes, we do. Hello, everyone. We're just doing this again. We started out really well, but we had a mic problem. So welcome to the Strand Tennis Center podcast. This is the week between New Year's and uh, Christmas. Uh, I'm Steve Capo. I'm your host. So, Sunti, you came in, yes. we'll repeat again, half asleep, looking like a zombie. It was yes. noon. It wasn't like an 8 a.m., 6 a.m. call. And I said, pray tell, what were you doing? Until uh, 4 a.m. Yeah, I was up till 4 a.m. I was watching The Glass Onion. Now, my on question Netflix. to you is, what I was saying before we had the thing, Glass Onion was out in the movies. Netflix made this. I guess they, they sell it to theaters for a little while so they can get nominated for Oscars or whatever like this. Okay. So because it's a Netflix movie. Right. But it was, on, it was in the movies. It I was? Think. I the think theaters? it was. Yes. Oh, okay. So Glass Onion, or if you know Knives Out, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Knives Out was in the movies too. Netflix didn't make that one. No, I don't know. Didn't. Did Netflix buy the, the rights to the next one, I guess? I don't know. Maybe. But anyways, I heard it was really good. Is very. I yeah, liked it. Everybody says it's great, so I, I want to watch it myself. I liked it better than Knives Out. You did? Because Knives Out, I kind of just wasn't paying attention half the time. It kind of was boring. This one was more like not the kept your interest. It was exciting. It was exciting. Okay. No, I it kept uh, moving too. Again, I uh, had my mother-in-law set her up to watch this. Uh, uh, she stayed over for the holidays, but I have not seen it. We got a. This is my problem. I get home. Uh, we actually worked out yesterday, but I get home and I get into a you know, situation where I just do a little bit more work, eat, and then we just doze off. I put Curb or Seinfeld on. I doze off in like a half an hour. That's it. Okay, so I don't Seinfeld. have. The, I don't, yeah, yeah exactly. Seinfeld's the best. Yeah, yeah. You should watch Curb, though. You know Curb Your Enthusiasm? Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh, my I've God. Classic. Like a times. Uh, so it's more of just background stuff. I'll read a little bit and fall asleep. I don't have the energy to stay up till four and. Uh, Watch a movie. Boy, that must be fun. Yeah. I miss those days sometimes. Yeah. But then you're just screwed in the morning. Yeah. Like, I hate waking up. I like oh. starting my morning because I'm all, my day is basically done that today after this. Yeah. So it's, it's good to do that, that too. Sense. I don't know. But I feel like if I stay up till 4, I don't stay up till 4 unless I know I don't have to come in until later. Okay. So, like, if I had to come in at, like, you know, a little earlier, I'd probably go to sleep <laughs> at go to 2. I'd probably go to sleep at 2.30. Yeah. That's really being I, conservative. I figured it out. You know how, like, we were we had that one wellness thing? Yeah. Um, that, and, and, like, all the things that we talk about. I figured out that if I get, like, about six hours of sleep, like, two REM cycles, I don't wake up as groggy. Yeah. So, as long as I can fit in two REM cycles... You know, that, even if you take a short nap, that's it true. The REM cycle, you and, feel good. And what was the? Uh, there's a book I just ordered from the 40s because when I get into this, like I, re- I read Carnegie's book again. I told you, you know, what we did last time. Yeah. Why to stop worrying? Then inside of his book, which was written in the 40s, is all these older, interesting books that I want to see how they, what they thought about in that time frame in the 40s yeah. and 30s. And what, one is what, why be tired? Why be tired? There's a lot of people why back then tired? that were. Oh, because they worked <laughs> I did a, lot. a study on. You know, resting should be recouped. So a lot of people take naps in the middle of the day. Who was super successful? Like uh, uh, there was one about Winston Churchill who was, you know, during World War II was basically working 18 hours a day but would sleep, take a nap in midday. Okay. And take a nap after dinner and then wake up and work till like 2. Like it was was just all about naps, how, how you can do them and how effective they can be. Do you uh, have a – do you take naps or do you have like I a, actually a system? I actually no. don't. What well, – like this is back to the, you know, Jim Collins, the great Jim Collins with the plus two, plus one day. I 
kind of firmly believe his theory in the sense of hours of sleep per week. So oh, a total. Okay. So on, on average, if I can average, say, uh, let's say out of seven days, if I can average 43 hours, right? So let's say if I average six hours or maybe 49, but it doesn't have to be every night. So if I can uh, get four hours and then eight and then three hours four then, hours, and then 10 hours and then, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's the cumulative effect of how much sleep you get. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's effective if I get a certain number of hours per week, say 46 or 49, but it sense. doesn't have to be the same. Okay. Um, and I'm a firm believer in when you wake up, do something in front of the sun quickly. You work out. It helps set your kind of internal clock as do well. You, do you wake up and drink a glass of water? People say to do that. I wake up and drink a glass of water. I do. Uh, uh, then I go for a run either 15 or 20 minutes just to wake up my body. Then I'll either I'll do a outside workout or a stretch. Outside. Oh. I was doing outside. No, oh, no, no. Something's like when I'm I up. like the cold. But when I'm up, no. you're probably watching the credits of uh, Glass probably, Onions. Yeah, about it. That's right. Uh, so back to that book, like uh, Why Be Tired. I ordered it. I want to I read it. But again, maybe the effectiveness of a nap is very key. So he, they were saying save an hour a week by after eating, take a nap, and then only sleep six hours Instead of seven, okay. all week. Okay. Take a nap for 20 minutes and save an hour, basically, of, of sleeping straight through for seven. Okay. That kind of that theory, those kind of ideas. Okay. Um, but we can talk about that. That's very interesting. We can talk about that. But my, my topic for the podcast was going to be the, how is I going to title this? The misconception of playing up. Misconception of playing up as a tennis player. I want to, you know, because you've always heard it thousands of times. I want to play up. Yeah. I want to be challenged. I want to play up. I want to be challenged. Not even the kids. Everyone from soup to nuts. I want to play up. So the misconception of playing up, and we're going to go through that. Number one, playing up is more of, the effectiveness of it is a lot less than your, basically than your ego your e- it's really more about your ego and your self-esteem when someone feels like they're playing up they feel like they can it's like taking it's like going to kumam and the kids are like you know i'm fourth grade but i'm taking 12th grade math and they feel yeah, impressive yeah. and the parents can feel impressive about it it's the same thing <laughs> so i just got fun. out of my tennis class and i played five o's and four o's even though it's not effective at all it's just for ego and fronting and flexing that's all it's about. It's kind of sad. In the, great, in the great line, after you sink that in about you know, how my ego feels, how I feel about it, the great line is saying, uh, you know, when I play someone better than me, I, I step up to the challenge and I play better. And that's a big misconception, too. Okay. Because if I ask the other player who is playing that person, they'd be like, I'm bored out of my mind. This sucks. <laughs> so most people think they're challenging that person because most people are just narcissistic and they think, oh, I've gotten these balls back, but they're not realizing on a certain level getting the ball back is not enough. Right. You think, oh, I made that person work when the person's not working. I've had this happen many a times where one person plays and they're like, oh, I need to change who I'm playing against. Okay, uh, that person's not good enough. Uh, is this person available? I was like, you know, that person doesn't want to play with you. That's the whole yeah. way it goes. They think, oh, there's no way. Because it's like... 
But okay, but does yeah. that other person think that they're too good to play with the first person? It's always the, yeah. The person right. the the person that's say in the middle, and I'm putting them with someone I think they're pretty equal to, but they think they're better than. They want to play the person that is better than them. And they think, oh, is that person available? And mm-hmm. then I tell them, you know, I hate to tell you that person that's above you doesn't want to play you, and they can't believe it. Yeah. They can't believe that they're not challenging that person. It's a very hard thing to take. Um, and my job many a times is to tell that person, listen, this is very effective for you. This person is pretty close to your equal, even though you may beat them. Don't lose the fact. Don't get wrapped up in thinking that, again, it's, it's going back to it's just an ego boost. People love the fact, oh, I played a... Played someone that was five in the nation or whatever, if you put it on that level. Or just played someone that was a 4-5 and I'm a 4-0. And most people in general, when you have that talk with them, <laughs> this is just life in general, don't care about that other person. They okay. only care about themselves. Okay. So if they really looked at it, they'd be like, maybe I'm wasting this person's time. It's very rare. I mean, very rare where you get a person go, you know, I'm just not good enough and I don't think like... And that's a very healthy individual. Yeah. Most people don't really give a shit about the other person. They want to be challenged. Okay. So parents, you know, this is just a, this is an honest podcast, the way life is. Parents who go to, they say, oh, their kid needs to be challenged. Even parents that play, I want to be challenged. And I always say, what about that person that is challenging you? What are they going to do? And they go, they can't believe that they're not challenging them. But what are they going to do? If, you, if that theory were correct, mm. anybody that challenged someone should be playing the other person that challenged. No one would play anybody that challenged yeah. them because that person needs to be challenged by somebody else. Exactly. So then, then that person above them be like, well, I can't play this person. I need to play somebody else. So it does, the theory of playing up is a total misconception. It does not work. What you should focus on, and if you want to be a successful athlete in, mm. on any level, is focus on all the people below you. All of them. If you beat every single person below you, guess what's going to happen? Or close to equal to you. You probably have an 85 to 90% winning percentage. Okay. If you get decent enough. So a, a perfect example on the highest level is a, is a professional athlete named David, David Ferrer, if you knew who he was, a Spanish yeah. player. He was always three in the world, four in the world. He beat everyone below him. Yeah. And the guy was three in the world, and he's basically a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And he'd lose to who? Djokovic, Nadal, Federer. That's three guys. Yeah. And then he beat everybody else. Yeah. So think of that theory. Don't worry about the seven people above you. Beat people that are equal to you and below you, and you're going to be a great player. Don't get wrapped up in the four people that are above you because you're going to probably lose to them anyways. And then you're going to get so obsessed with them, you're going to lose to all the people you're supposed to beat, and then you just suck as a player. And that's what happens. You get so obsessed with these players that are better than you, you're not prepared for the players that are below you or even equal to you because you're so worried about the next challenge. It's like anything. It's like uh, somebody that wants to... You know, I want to meet the uh, the manager of the bar. I want to meet the owner. Then I want to. It's always the next best thing. Yeah. Don't get wrapped up in the next best thing. You have to focus on beating people you're supposed to beat. Because again, that is the worst challenge for everybody. The pressure of having to win and being suppo- supposed to win. 
That's another twofold. So one, one, one note is challenging someone above you makes you feel like, oh, I've played this person. I, I'm playing yeah, against yeah. these people. Aren't I great? And number two is there's no pressure in that shit. You play someone that's better than you, and if you think you challenge him for five minutes, you think, oh, I, did, I accomplished something. There's no pressure in beating that person. Right. But if I tell you, hey, this person is technically a 3-5 and you're a 4-0, and you have to win this match, people yeah. hate that shit. Yeah, people yeah. don't want expectations put on them. Uh. But that's what everybody needs to do. You need to play people you're supposed to beat. Right. Play eight out of ten people you're supposed to beat. Play one person you're equal to and the one maybe person that's better than you. That's it. Yeah. And if you can get used to beating people you're supposed to be, how many matches do you see in high school where the kid pushes the ball all around oh, man. and the better player technically thinks and they lose yeah. because they can't take the pressure? Yeah. That person's like, oh, boy, if I lose to this person and they push, it's the yeah, worst thing ever. Yeah, and then you freak out. Yeah. Get used to that. You have to embrace those things. Playing up is bullshit. That should be the title. We, of, uh, do we believe that part? Uh, just no, say, I'm kidding. We'll keep it there. The misconception no, like of it. playing up. Okay. Playing up is a fool's game. That's what do you funny. think about that? That's interesting because, you know, I think about that in terms of pickle now because pickle's so popular. Yeah. Yeah, people, I like to do this thing called pick your own partner. Okay. People don't like to pick certain people. Of you course. see it or if they don't pick them or whoever, and then they don't... Um, then they might end up playing against them. Or even now, we have, you know, people that aren't the most friendly sometimes, but they're, they might be good players, yeah. but they won't, still won't pick them. So it's like, you know, uh, no matter how good you are, I would say, um, you know, just play, have fun. That's why I play tennis now, just to have fun. Yeah. Pickle as well, just to have fun, um, you know. When you're younger and you're trying to make it somewhere, climb up the ranks and, you know, just know that you're going to lose somewhere, yeah. you know, and yeah. stay humble, keep working at it. You know, as long as you played good points, moved around, you know, did what you were supposed to do, yeah. know how to move around, you know, hit the shots that you wanted to hit. You know, there's nothing else you can do, you know. Yeah. No, listen, you know, the, you know. You always just want to try your hardest, and the results are the results. It doesn't matter. Remember, yeah. we always say the results are material. It's yeah, attitude and effort exactly. and all that stuff. But again, people have trouble thinking. They, they just take, it, especially adults, it's a shot to their ego yeah. that someone they think is not as good as them and they're next to them. Oh, my God. I don't want to be compared to this person. It's yeah. more of a, again, it's an emotional thing. You know, yeah. I mean... It hurts them. It, it insults them to think, oh, it's like breaking up with somebody. I mean, when you tell someone you've done it before, yeah. you're just not a 3-5 or a 4-0, you're going to have to oh, deal yeah, with this. Yeah, yeah. It, they just can't take it emotionally. They, they want to feel like there's something else. And the hardest thing to do is to look at yourself in the mirror and go, listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm just this good. And that's it. Yeah. You know, people, tennis is life. Pickleball is life. It's all that kind yeah. of competition's life. You have to take a look at yourself and you have to realize this is where I'm at. This right. is what I need to do. And if I try to do any, you know, if I try to get obsessed with being a 4 or 4-5, it's never going to happen the way I want. Just work on what's in front of you. Beat the people you're supposed to beat. And again, you'll end up enjoying yourself. 
again, compare and despair. Who cares about, like, oh, my God, who cares what the five O's are doing? It doesn't matter. Set a goal, sure, but don't try to crowbar it so don't try to crowbar yourself into a group that you're just not ready for. It's okay. just not fair to the group. Yeah. And it's not fair to you in the long That's term. You're just never going to be as good as them just because you're playing against, I want to play against a harder ball to make me better. You are not physically ready to do that. Right. You should actually slow it down and get used to it. It's not all of a sudden playing against a harder ball is going to make you better. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, that makes so, sense. I mean, it's just, it's a huge thing in club tennis. It's a huge thing in clinics every everybody feels like they're better than where they should be and they just take it as a hit to their ego listen in relative terms we're we're really all no good <laughs> like i'm no good you know what i mean like yeah. whatever i played in college i played division one all that all that stuff is supposed to be great right i had a ranking ust all this stuff but yeah. right yeah. in relative terms there's, there's a thousand players that are better than me yeah. on the tour that's yeah. it no, three thousand. There's three thousand. Well, how many ranking goes down to three thousand? Forget it. Yeah. That's it. Interesting. College level. Right now, I couldn't beat a college kid. You know. You know what I mean? A Division yeah. One player. Now, forget it. It's over. Yeah. So, don't get wrapped up in it. Try to just work on your game. Work on what you need to work on. Work on your technique. Don't worry about the ball that's being hit over to you. Play the ball, not the opponent. Don't play the situation. Just play the ball. And in the best sense of the word, we're all learning and we all really just think. <laughs> so, but that was it. That was the big thing. I just did that misconception of playing up need to be addressed and people need to get over that. So, yeah. how's your day, Santi, going? It's Besides good. you just getting here. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're going to go to New Year's is coming. We got two I'm minutes. I um, have no idea where I'm going. Are you going to Montreal I, or no? It's supposed to rain. Oh, so it's you're just gonna hang anywhere. out? You're just gonna hang out for three days? Uh, I'm probably gonna drive somewhere, but I don't know where. You yet. and Chris should go drive together because yeah, Chris somewhere. drives to Charlotte all over. The you guys yeah, should just drive. Drive together. You guys could drive cross country in like a day. Probably. You would never stop. Yeah, just do like sixteen couldn't, hours. Couldn't each, physically do it, but yeah. So how much would? It, uh, well, how long does it take to drive cross country? It does it take me, a week. When I moved to Colorado, it took me two and a half days. You're insane. I did one day. I did twelve hours. One day I did eight hours. One day I did sixteen hours. You're out of your the mind. The last day I did 16 hours because I was, like, hyped. <laughs> yeah. So this guy loves Colorado. He loves it. Yeah. Again, I'm going to get him a full-on membership to American Dream just so he can... No, no, just no, so he no. can ski. And no. Our friend Timmy uh, went to the uh, wave pool the wave full, yesterday yeah. morning. He said they had a great time. The they have a summer camp cool. over there. You want me to pay summer for summer camp, camp for don't you? Don't buy me anything. No, I don't need anything. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm not going to get you a summer camp. We're going to go with the kids. Dude, they're probably better than me, so I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mind. That's, yeah, probably that's probably true. They're probably nasty. I'll Some get you. I'll get you a little good. American Dream really gift. Funny. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't buy me. Yeah. Don't, I don't worry about anything. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. Something. That's all I got. I just wanted to work. Talk about uh, that mis misconception of playing up. Thank you. All right. All right, everybody. Again, like Mr. Carnegie says, keep busy. Keep busy. It helps you. Keeps the mental health. It keeps the mental. Insanity at bay. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good year. Hey, everybody. Hope you like the podcast. Please share it with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves. Share it.